0: This episode of the Open Sourcing Mental Illness podcast is brought to you by the PHP Roundtable, phproundtable.com, the PHP podcast where everyone chimes in. Welcome to the Open Sourcing Mental Illness podcast. Each episode is an interview with someone from the tech community that has been impacted by mental health issues. My name's is Joe Ferguson. I'm a board member for the Open Sourcing Mental Illness, a 501c3 nonprofit charity that's focused on changing how we talk about the mental health uh, issues in our tech industry. Today, I'm talking with Lindsay Kopaz. Hello.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: I am doing very well. Uh, thank you for joining me. This is the second ever episode we've done. Uh, we 've done we don 't really have a format, so uh, as i 'm looking at my notes, there is nothing else and we have about forty minutes to kill uh, before I have to go do something else. So what do you want to talk about <laughs> to sure. put you on the spot?
1: <laughs> um, no I mean I think this is actually just a really important uh, a really important topic, not just for you know open source but also for uh, being in the professional community in general. And over the years, I've developed a lot of opinions about this, um, I try not to ramble too much about it, but the biggest thing that I've learned about is about the separation between personal and professional and how I actually don't think it should be as, as clear cut. I think it, it, everything that impacts our personal lives has some sort of overflow into the professional community. Um, I can kind of ramble on about that because, you know, that is who I am. But first, I should probably talk about what I struggle with with mental illness to give a little bit more context. Um, so, yes, I please
0: th- lay down on the couch and tell <laughs> us all about your childhood. <laughs> yeah,
1: please, you know, um, so I have been I, I was diagnosed when I was younger um, with. ADHD and also with an anxiety disorder I can't remember the super clinical uh, you know classification or whatever but I it's definitely had a lot of impacts on my life and just how I lead my day to day Um, so something that I've encouraged myself to do not just in my personal life but in my professional life is just being very very open about it which is insanely (laughs) vulnerable um insanely vulnerable place to be but the you know something that actually inspires me a lot about ed who you know does a lot well you know Salita boasts (laughs) me um is essentially you know being open and being vulnerable and overcoming that fear and how much more you can benefit from it
0: It's really difficult for the uh, for looking at it from an aspect of the tech community because there is so much rivalry, and you have to be the smartest person in the room. You have to be really, really smart. You can't. You have to be strong. You can't be vulnerable or anything. So it's really hard to talk about that kind of stuff, uh, especially in work. And that's everything uh, we've seen through the open sourcing mental illness, uh, the the technology, the mental illness and technology field surveys that we do every year just backs that data up and says that people are uncomfortable talking about this they don't want to feel vulnerable they don't want to uh, look like they're weaker than their competition uh, our other coworkers or whatnot but what I've found is when you can have those honest conversations especially with your boss and be like look this is what I have going on it actually opens up a lot more honesty and overall dialogue between you and your employer
1: yeah um, so I totally agree with that because once I was braver about it and just admitted, hey, I'm having a crappy, crappy day, you know, and just going over to my boss and being like, I'm about to have a mental breakdown and I'm going to talk to you about it first because if I talk to you about it first, I am not going to have a mental breakdown on a client. I think a lot of people actually appreciate that and it doesn't necessarily show a sign of weakness. It shows a sign of I'm aware of what's going on, Right. you know. Um, I'm aware of what's going on in my head. I know what issues I struggle with. And, it's the exact same right.
0: correlation of well, we, you wake up and you have the flu. You're sick. You know you're sick. That's a relatable thing. You could tell your boss, "Hey, I have the flu." Your boss knows exactly what you're going through. But if you're telling your boss, "Hey, I'm just not. My anxiety just won't let me get out of bed. It won't let me leave the house." That's a little bit of a harder thing for a boss to understand because they may not have gone through it. They may not know about it. Yeah. So being able to talk to your boss and be like, "Yes, this is actually a real thing." Uh, that's a huge huge deal.
1: So I I think also um, particularly with anxiety issues anxiety is so so prevalent in our community in general like because of what you were talking about before like every there's so much competitiveness there's like oh if I'm not the best then I'm not hireable I you know like, I have to know everything. I have, I have to, know, have to know, e- know it all. Exactly. I have to know it all. And if I have to go, you know, research and answer, that means I'm weak, you know, because that means I don't know it off the top of my head. And right. You're not
0: a senior engineer if you have to go look something up or whatever that nonsense may be. And, and it feeds right into the imposter syndrome where I can't let anybody figure out that I have to go Google how to do a syntax thing in this language.
1: Yeah. And imposter syndrome actually is one of those things that, is so connected to this topic and I think a lot of people struggle with imposter syndrome and it's, it's almost like the um, I don't want to say the mask because but it's the acceptable thing to talk about in this community
0: right it, it, it's not a uh, it's not a branded thing because people can just pass it off as oh they're just insecure when it actually feeds into anxiety and depression and all these other uh, diagnoses that you could have where it just is so crippling i mean i i the previous job i had i would have uh, episodes where i would just shut down and just couldn't function because everything was on a timetable everything had every minute of my day had to be accounted for and i would just try to start my day and just completely break down and not be able to function and it was so crippling and then knowing the triggers of that and knowing how to deal with that is really what kind of helped me and it's different for everyone it was for me it was creating lists and tasks and Mm -hmm. and and realizing that it wasn't there wasn't an insurmountable goal to get through the day
1: right and um, so something I've actually learned a lot um, in the past year or two is how you know, being self-aware about the issues you struggle with actually makes you much more productive. Like, you know, you were saying learning the strategies. And for me, something I have difficulty with is seeing a bigger picture of everything. So um, it's kind of funny because one of my coworkers told me that I was her favorite because she knew she could trust me when I said I was going to get something done or (laughs) I wasn't going to get something done. And I was really accountable on that. But that's because I kind of... I don't want to say I got over myself because that's not really sensitive <laughs> that's not really nice to say to myself so I'm, I'm trying to you know stop that but um, kind of being like, hey, you know, I, I have trouble with big pictures, but if I, I'm like, okay, what's the priority of this and this and this and, right. and breaking it's knowing, it down. Knowing your
0: weakness, right? right. Knowing where you're not going to be good at something just makes you fit better into the team. As long as your team is complementary to your weaknesses and your strengths, work with, with their weaknesses and such. yeah. That was a thing for me, too, is getting over the fact that I didn't know everything and I was never going to know everything, but... That yes I did deserve to be in the job that I had because I am smart and I do know how to do these things yeah
1: that's so that's really um something that helped me a lot um i uh, I recently got hired at a new job which is you know really exciting for me and it's a job that I never imagined I'd be capable of getting like i um I thought oh everybody there is so smart everybody there is just a, a rock star and they're super, super intelligent and they're code monkeys or whatever, you know, whatever the new thing to call a right. really smart coder is, is like, you know, there's just all sorts of things. And I'm just like, that's just not who I am. Like I am a coder, but like the way I think is, I think more valuable and, you know, I'm, even though, you know, I had my code sample scrutinized and all of that, I think what got me hired is the fact that I was pretty open about the types of issues I had and how I approach things. And I think they were, I was, like, they all said that I was so, like, they were really impressed with that. And, you know, for me, I'm just like, well, I'm glad, because I was totally being, <laughs> I was kind of taking a risk of being unapologetically sure, myself. right, absolutely. I, I opened up about the fact that I have <sighs> um, ADHD, and it causes me to be a scatterbrain. But something that one of my friends told me once is, you know, because I always, you know, assume, oh, I must be disorganized because I'm a scatterbrain. But, you know, I, I learned organization is actually an action, not a description of somebody. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> Which is so, yeah. and I, I sh- my friend w- w- was like, Lindsay, you are one of the most organized people I know. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? But she... <laughs> like I still laugh about that because I just remember how shocked my reaction was because I just always associated myself as I'm this ADHD person who forgets her keys in the most random places and you know but something I do is I I create routines for myself you know like whenever whenever I get into my house I always put my keys in the same place I always put my wallet in the same place and I always put my because if I put it any place else that is not there it's like it'll wind up in the refrigerator or something (laughs) (laughs) I mean quite frankly so but you know it's the same type of thing too like I that's one of my coping mechanisms and whenever you know even I leave an uber I didn't take anything out of my bag but I will check to make sure that I did not leave right take out my wallet or something and leave it there because you never know and I think that is a sign of my organization you know I, I might have this issue that I struggle with and you know if I don't if I don't put something a certain place I will get lost but I am organized enough to know a coping mechanism for me. And I think people forget that if like you're allowed to cope with things.
0: Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like one one of the things I realized after I started some medication was I became really self-aware of what would otherwise put me off or cause a panic attack or mm-hmm. I started to see all these triggers and I still am finding new ones every day, but yeah. it's the idea that I could be in a situation where oh, that I you know previously that would have messed with me. That would have caused this big chaos event. I would have shut down and gone run and run away. But now I can deal with it because I know the triggers. I know what to avoid or I know how to react instead of instead of hitting that flight or fight response. It actually is able. I can you know stop it before it hits that point, and that yeah. has helped with coping as well with for me with anxiety a lot.
1: Yeah, it's it's always it's always a struggle because you know anxiety you, you i wouldn't be surprised you're gonna i feel like you're gonna start nodding your head here but like you start you start thinking and you're like okay all right there's this thing i, I need to get this done and then you start re- norm- noticing that you're anxious about it and then you're like oh my god why am i anxious about this oh my god why am i anxious about the fact that i'm anxious about it and then it like it's com- a vicious cycle it completely snowballs into this insane thing and i think um you know i i also take meds but um, I did meditation, and now I don't do it as much anymore. But when I when I did, something that was really valuable is being like, yeah, it's okay. Like, shit pops up in your head, and that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm allowed to cuss, but I... No, it's totally but fine. I, it, that's how it organically came in. And he, you know, somethi- sometimes stuff will come in, and that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Like, And it's actually much more human. The difference between, you know, somebody who, quote-unquote, has anxiety is somebody who has a little more difficulty stopping that and being like, it's okay. Like, we feel ashamed to right, have it. And right. it triggers, like, into this huge snowball. Like, um, my boyfriend has, like, normal anxiety. Well, you know, where he'll he'll just be anxious about something, and he'll be like, okay, I'm going to go through my day. And I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> look at him, I'm like, how do you do how that? Do you do that? <laughs> yes, teach me the ways. Yes. Um, but, you know, like it's just but that he, you know that's a normal thing to have anxiety it's just like you know finding a coping mechanism of how to stop it from snowballing or spiraling it down a rabbit right. hole right
0: how how do, how do you stop it before it cripples you into this mm-hmm. like mess in the corner curled up in the fetal position
1: yeah cripple it's kind of well not funny not like haha funny but like you know you you talk about crippling like how it can cripple you and it's just like it is so real when i am when I'm feeling very comfortable with who I am as a person and not feeling ashamed or, you know, hard on myself, I can get out of bed, even if I'm having like not the most ideal day, you know, it just, we put so much pressure on, you know, things being ideal. Like I think actually something I read once is a lot of anxiety is forcing ourselves to feel happy. And I thought that was like really intuitive. I'm like, cause you know, sometimes we have crappy days and that's right. okay. But you know, We get so caught up in, like, why are we having a crappy day? Like, blah, blah, blah. blah, It's it's
0: okay to not be happy 100% of the time, all the time, every day.
1: Have you seen Inside Out?
0: I don't think so. Oh
1: my gosh. I, well, (laughs) so once I had this, like, emotional discovery of it's okay to be sad, I saw this movie and. Like, I is that
0: the movie where all of the uh, emotions of uh, inside yes. are, are different characters? Okay. Yeah,
1: and then so like there's this character. I'm gonna give away a little bit of it because it's very relevant to what I'm talking about. But there's like the happiness or joy. That's there's joy, and then there's sadness, and then you know joy is just like no, no, we're gonna be happy now, and blah blah blah, <laughs> and like goes and runs, and like you know the girl is going through some harder things. Like she moved to another city. Left all her friends, and I mean that was hard for her. And so, like, you know, she couldn't always be peppy and positive all the time. And <laughs> and you know, the thing that was great about it is, you know, sadness is probably ironically a very good comic relief for that <laughs> movie. <laughs> but uh, it's a uh, it's it's really probably my favorite character was sadness because sometimes when you. Ha- have sadness, you develop relationships, and right. you know you have people who comfort you, and then something good can come from it, even if it's not happiness. And like all emotions are fluid. Right. Sure. I, I think that I, I remember I <laughs> my <laughs> boyfriend had just been away for two weeks and I remember he's like, let's go see Inside Out. My brother says it's really good. And I <laughs> he's more of a stoic emotional and I'm the type who cries over like every single emotion I have, whether it's happiness or sadness or anger or whatever. I cry like all the time and I'm totally OK with that. But he's more of a stoic emotional and he comes and we're sitting there. And I'm just <laughs> heavily sobbing <laughs> through <laughs> this movie because I had just made all these realizations that summer about, like, right. how it's okay to be sad. And, like, And I'm just like, oh, I can't handle my life. <laughs> 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 but he's just, like, he looks at me and he just gives me a, a like, loving pat on the thigh and was like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know. But... You should see it, by the way. It's yes, I'll have to check this it's out. It's good, just like you know. Well, you know, you're not wearing mascara, so you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, n- not today. I'm not. Yes. <laughs> Don't wear mascara. Fair <laughs> warning. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: so, on the topic of, uh, of of a lot of what uh, Ozmi does as an organization uh, in terms of uh, raising awareness in mental health uh, in the tech industry, have you run into anything? I guess in the workplace that has been super hard to do because of mental illness or because someone wasn't open to the idea
1: yeah so not so much at my current employer but at past employers um you know i felt like there was this pressure to you know because i was a new newer junior right and i i felt this like internal pressure first of all i was inexperienced in the community not like not even just as a developer but like i didn't know how the community operated i didn't know Hey, this is like imposter syndrome's a real thing. Even with like really high level senior people, like they still feel that. So it, like I just thought, oh my God, I'm weird and I'm not. I don't belong here. They're gonna find me out. And it was kind of harder for me because the, you know, the my employer like didn't really get it. Um, and I don't I don't know how to put it in a way that's like unflattering. But it's just I, did, I think they they didn't really. Have somebody to talk to about those things. Like I thought, if I revealed how I felt about things, I wasn't going to get a raise, or I wouldn't fit in anymore. I wouldn't fit in anymore. I like all of these people were so smart and super confident in their skills. But you know, then they must be smart and really confident in the fact that they're smart. Like I'm not confident in the fact that I'm smart, even though deep down I know I'm a bright girl. But. I just, you know, I I thought they're gonna find me out. I if think I, if if
0: if if managers or company cultures that have never had to deal with it and they have no experience with it, I, I I understand where they're coming from, where they don't know how to deal with it, and I I don't begrudge them for, I guess, not handling it the right way. But I and that's the whole point of OSMI is to try to raise awareness to where mm-hmm. they can handle it in in a, a better way, and yeah. and well, that's why OSMI is trying to partner with as many organizations as we can to kind of help give them the resources uh, that, that they can use before they have to, to deal with something like that.
1: Right. Well, I mean, there's never going to be a right way to handle. Something. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think that's no. like also something that I've had to accept that sometimes I, I try to handle things in the most emotionally healthy way, but sometimes I'm going to have a meltdown and that's okay. Right. You know, and if I upset people because I have a meltdown, I will talk to them about it and be like, this is what I was going through. And I'm sorry. I'll learn. I'll try to learn to handle it better. But when I like, you know, this is a personal example, but like sometimes I would have meltdowns in front of my boyfriend because I was afraid of having a meltdown in front (laughs) of my boyfriend. (laughs) That (laughs) vicious cycle (laughs) again. Vicious cycle. And, but once I learned that I could trust him to not leave me because I was having a meltdown, I learned that it was okay to have a meltdown. And ironically, my meltdowns, I don't want to say they stopped. They still happen from time to time, but they significantly reduced. Right. Um, And I think it's, Honestly, I know that's a personal example, but I think that applies a lot to work. If you feel comfortable and safe to be, you know, air quote a mess, yeah, you won't them, have to hide it. You as won't have as to hide it
0: if it, if any. You won't have to hide it because you can just go to your boss or your supervisor and say, like, hey, this is go this is going on, and potentially even head off right. a meltdown or an event or some breakdown. Right. Of-
1: the worst the worst thing is when you feel so. God, this happened to me at my last job, uh, I, where I was so upset, and it was open office too, so I couldn't even like <laughs> hide in my cube. You know, it was like all open, and I just like you know, I r- I wanted to cry, and I just felt like I remember going into a bathroom stall, quietly as quietly as I could, sto- sobbing, and then like doing that thing where I force myself to smile so like my the redness in my eyes goes away, and I'm like, I don't think considering I'm, like, a self-proclaimed crier of every emotion I have, I haven't cried at work in a long time because I felt safe to cry, you know? And I I think when it comes down to it, crying is actually... I mean, some people aren't criers. I am. But, like, expressing your emotions, whether it's not through crying and just talking, or if it's through crying and sobbing through (laughs) your (laughs) jokes, then, I mean, that's okay. And I think, honestly, you were... You're talking about like there's, you know, there's the trying to help people with better ways of approaching it. You know, I think you just something that I know that OSME does is they t- say, like, this is better for your pro- productivity and I can I'm so much more productive when I feel safe to be emotional absolutely because we are all humans Companies there's so much
0: productivity lost when you have an employee that's struggling with something that they can't talk to their employer about Mm -hmm. and obviously not every employer is gonna want to talk about that kind of stuff with their employees and that's fine but if you're forcing an employee to try to work through a major meltdown or a stressful incident you're not going to get any productivity out of that employee.
1: Yeah. You're better off giving them PTO for the day. Exactly. You don't want to bill your clients for their meltdown. Exactly. Right. Right. You're you're, you're not going to get
0: quality work out of that employee, no matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've never written good code in the middle of a meltdown. I don't know about anybody else. (sighs) I'm just going to say the Balmer peak is a real thing. Just be careful. Yeah. (laughs) I have written really good code in the Balmer peak, but never during a meltdown.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, I've um like it, I mean it's just one of those things that like I can't stress enough how important it is to like try to talk to people about it. Because, you know, even even though if you don't feel safe to talk about it, maybe you shouldn't be working there. If like that's, that's true. the thing is if you right. do if you do you know, put yourself out there, and then they don't react well, like, they might not get it, but they can still, I think people forget that not getting it doesn't mean reacting poorly, right, like, somebody, my, reacting poorly is coming off as, like, defensive and mean and unsympathetic, where some people can, you know, might not know what to say, but you can tell they're still listening, you know, and that's, that's also very Important to to get like I've had people who don't get what I'm going through and you know what they're not me they're it's almost like it would probably be insulting for them to be like I know exactly what right you're oh enter. absolutely no you can't you can't
0: pander <laughs> to that at, at all and and that's one of the reasons I want to take uh, a mental health first aid course is they they teach that that is a course that Osby recommends that you can take and you can look up local uh, area local uh, places in your area that will offer that as a class it's usually a full day Saturday. Uh, sometimes you pay 10 or 15 bucks uh, and yeah. you get a lunch, but they teach you how to deal with someone who could be having a mental breakdown. And it's not like they teach you to sit them down and to, you know, ask them about their family or their problems or anything. It's just, you, it, it's, it's a lot of don't do this, do this, say this, don't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't go up to them and just say, stop being sad. Oh God. <laughs> That's yes,
1: I've, I've only had thought of that thank right you. <laughs> yes I didn't think of that at all don't be sad um
0: oh you just cured my depression thanks thank you yeah
1: <laughs> it's almost like laughable hearing people say that just don't be sad and I'm like I know sometimes they're, they're, it, it comes from a positive right. place, but I'm just like you know, if it was really that easy, we wouldn't be talking and, about it. And this. that's
0: one of the things that, that always stands out in Ed's talks is he, he looks around in the audience and he says, okay, I see a lot of people wearing glasses, but nobody is ashamed of the fact that they're wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. H- has anybody come up to you and said, have you just tried squinting? Because it's the same response as, well, just have you tried not being sad? Yeah. Or not like, being anxious? If, it, if only it was that easy.
1: Yeah, well, ironically, what I was talking about before is, like, telling myself not to be anxious creates a downward spiral of uh, words a downward spiral of anxiety yes telling myself not to be anxious because that creates the shame and the shame is usually what leads to a lot of mental breakdowns at least for me personally
0: i usually have to work myself up for a lot of things uh and some things could take days Uh, I don't, I don't deal with surprises very well, Mm -hmm. uh, survive, like surprise events. Like if the wife says, oh, we're doing this thing tomorrow, she knows she has to give me a lot of notice, Mm -hmm. uh, or else I'm just going to not enjoy it. And I'll just be freaking out because it's like, oh my God, I'm not mentally prepared for this. Uh, medication helps a lot with that. Uh, but it's still, it's a lot of mental preparation on my part to be like, yes, I'm going to go there and do this thing and it's going to be okay. They're not all going to laugh at me.
1: Right. Yeah. It's. It's it is, i mean it's, it's kind of weird cuz there's a few things that like uh like i'm actually fine with surprises but there are other things that i'm like oh my god like that will send me into a freak out and you know i'm trying now i'm trying to think of what i can't think of anything now because you know of course i feel a little more on the spot i'm like oh wait There's all these things. Wait, just kidding. I can't remember. (laughs) 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 But, um, But yeah, it's just, it's kind of, I think also that is understanding what people's triggers are because sometimes there is not a rhyme or reason. Like it's not something we're conscious of. Like even something relating it to biology, I pass out almost every time I get my blood drawn, but I am not afraid of needles at all. I have no oh, idea. Oh, interesting. I I am not afraid of needles. I don't even think it hurts. You know, getting a shot for me is no big deal. But get it, it's specifically getting blood drawn, and I it's kind of funny because you know I tell people this, and I've had people at like lab cores or whatever they you know you get your blood taken, and I, you know, they think it's about pain, and I'm like it is not about. So pain. is it
0: like full fainting goat? You just fall out, or
1: well, I just tell them. I always say I'm like, hey, I would really prefer laying down to get my blood drawn because Mm -hmm. this is what's happened to me in the past and this one girl I remember she's like honey it's gonna be fun (laughs) I'm so gentle and I'm just try not to pass out I'm just like it well it kind of bit her in the butt because like I I I was fine and I'm like yes you were right at you were very gentle but I said this with no color in my (laughs) face because I was about to pass out even though I was totally fine you know so uh, I, I think that's the whole thing is you know even relatively speaking or I'm um, sorry, comparing that to mental health is when you people tell you or when you tell somebody, Hey, this is something that I, you know, I struggle with. And then somebody comes back and says, yeah, but I I will handle this very well or something like that. Right. But I deal with this kind of anxiety and they're like, it's going to be totally okay. Don't worry. Like this and this and this, yeah, and this that's happens. Like and I'm just, I'm sitting there, I'm like, look, can you just listen to me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, know
0: it's going to be okay, but until it is, I'm not going to think it's going to be.
1: And I just need to know that you're going to be my friend or, you know, right. significant other, whoever I'm relating to you, my mom, whatever. And if I just, whoever is, I'm having this conversation with, I just, you know, all I need is you to be my rock. If I'm reaching out to you, right. I need you to be that like stable person who I know will accept me if things go sour, and if that goes sour, then I know. And sometimes it's okay.
0: just somebody to listen or somebody to rant to. Yeah,
1: I know, right? <laughs> we n- we never need rants in the tech community, oh, right? <laughs> especially not ranting yeah (laughs) never do that (laughs) yeah no but uh it is i think it's good though that this this organization exists because it's it is such an important topic and it's important because mental health is good for or mental health awareness is good for productivity and it's better for happier employees like in general um i am a lot less likely to leave an employer like because I'm unhappy there if even if things are like less than ideal if I know that my employer understands me I th- I think that's like that's almost like a unicorn <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> you're just you're so happy about that
0: I learned long ago that the uh, the job will never love you back so you have to kind of be careful with how committed you are to a job because they're never going to love you back it's yeah. it's, it's always going to be a one-way thing but there are cultures and the, the jobs out there that will At least respect you enough and be able to listen to your concerns. Mm -hmm. They don't be able to solve all your problems, but
1: yeah, there's always like a a lot of layers of complexity in organizations. But sorry, I thought I had a burp. (laughs) 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 But um, you know, I I'm much more likely to stay at a company for a longer period of time if I know that they respect the fact that I have my own issues because they understand that listening to it means that they like listening to it means that I'm a more productive employee and I i mean for me personally I feel so much better about life when I have had a productive day at work absolutely you know so even though it's like kind of like oh their bottom line of productivity I'm like no pr- as a human who really cares about having a job i I even if I did something I really was so boring if I had a productive day but it was boring I still consider that a really fun day. (laughs) It sounds, I know (laughs) I just, I know I couldn't contradict myself, but it was a fun day because I felt like I got stuff done and I didn't have an anxiety attack and I'm just like, this is great. Some
0: days, those are the best days. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, Would you like to plug anything for our listeners uh, Um, where they can find you on social media? Oh,
1: sure. Um, Well, I talk about, you know, mental health and feminism and all sorts of fun. Sometimes, you know, throwing a little tech in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, my Twitter handle is little cope k o p e zero uh, nine zero three, and that's all of my handles on almost every single thing that I'm on, like most of my Slack channels. Um, easy to find. Easy to find. Yeah. Awesome. My drupal.org <laughs> handle, everything. So.
0: All right. Well, thanks a lot.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.